Looking to find out more about sport teams and how they promote their teams with hashtag campaigns? The New Media Hut is the podcast for you, as Christian Castro brings you a weekly guest speaker to find out how they came across their favorite sports teams through hashtag campaigns. And now, here's your host, Christian Castro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Media Hut. I'm your host, Christian Castro, and today's guest speaker will feature Chair Mass Communications Department and Assistant Professor of Mass Communications, Dr. Joe Dennis. Topics will include hashtag campaigns from the Major League Baseball team, the White Sox, and a little backstory on how Dr. Dennis interacts with his favorite Major League Baseball team. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Christian Castro, and today in the studio with me is Mass Communications Chair and Assistant professor to the mass communications department dr joe dennis how you doing joe i'm doing good christian thanks for having me of course and today we're going to talk about the social media campaigns surrounding the major league baseball team the chicago white Sox. and i have a question for you joe uh, before we get dive into those uh campaign topics so how did you become a white Sox fan Ooh, yeah i was a white Sox fan at birth i grew up on the south side of chicago our house was 20 minutes from the ballpark. So it was, I remember my first White Sox game, I think happened when I was six years old, 1982, wow. I think it was. And I think I've gone to the ballpark every year since um, until, of course, I moved to Georgia. But even still, we went to a game last year in 2021, took the family. So we still try to make it out to the ballpark whenever we can, but it's just ingrained in me. Right. So yeah, you still try to interact with them when they come here to Truist Park for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We were lucky a couple of years ago, they came out here for like a, the final preseason game they played in Atlanta. Um, and then every three years or so they end up playing the Braves in Atlanta. And so we always try to go to at least one of those games. Yeah. It's very interesting how those interleague games work out. You know, we don't really see too much of the, the central of the American League. We see too much of the East, you know, the counterpart of uh, the National League East. But, yeah, when we do play, we do have some nice competitive games. They're not really one-sided. Right, yeah. Both the Braves and the White Sox, I feel like, are good organizations. Of course, the White Sox went to a rebuild um, in around 2015 to 2019, but they're back now. Right. And my dream is to see a Braves-White Sox World Series. And I thought we might see it in 21, but the White Sox didn't hold up their end of the bargain. The Braves certainly did. <laughs> yeah, and that just goes down to the the Astros and Dusty Baker. Dusty yes. Baker is a great manager, has great managerial experience in the postseason. Um, unfortunately, still was not able to win another World Series. He's still 0-whatever. I think it's 0-2 now wow. he, when he went with the Giants. And... Uh, yeah, but the Astros still can't win a World Series after I that know. cheating scandal. So, I mean, I always tell myself to feel better about losing a postseason series. If you're going to lose, lose to the person that ends up in the World Series or, you know, wins it all. And that's what happened with the White Sox. They got knocked out of the first round of the playoffs in 21 uh, by the Astros, three games to one. And they just couldn't get their pitching together. Yeah, a little bit pitching, and, and the Astros' offense is just explosive. It I'm is. surprised we shut them down in the World Series. Yeah, like, I was surprised too, oh honestly. My, like It really was our year. Everything lined perfectly. But enough about the 
postseason and the Braves, and uh, I'm still glad they won. Thank God. You know, <laughs> I'm happy for you. I was thank happy you. for all my Braves fan friends. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it keeps going too. You know, Georgia just won as well, and and now um, a Georgia alum Matthew Stafford uh, is going on to championship. Yeah, against. you better find some wood to knock on there. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> At the end of the day, we want to win a World Series. That's obviously the goal. Now, look, the goal is to win a World Series championship. From a pure pitching perspective, this is the most talented staff I've ever been on. The White Sox is a team getting a lot of the attention now. They're like the Monsters. They're just that group of guys out here that want to learn, want to win. I know you're watching. Everybody's been watching. There's no secret. One pitch just changed the game. What I'm going to talk to you today about is the change the game campaign. And do you know what that is as a White Sox fan? Absolutely. I mean, the White Sox have been such a good team when it comes to their marketing um, even before the era of social media, they've done a really good job with marketing. I remember back in the 90s when they did this whole rebuild and they centered the team around Frank Thomas and Robin Ventura, who were young right. at that time. And their slogan was, the kids can play. Okay, okay. And then, and then as that whole rebuild kind of came to fruition – and in 2000, when they were expecting to be good, and I think they did win the division in 2000, the AL Central, but they changed their slogan to, it's time. Like, okay. in other words, the kids play, now it's time. And all throughout, they've always had, I can't remember them all, but I know in 2020, they started the change the game slogan. And the whole reason they started that was because Tim Anderson right. is kind of the focal player of the team and he is a huge fan favorite and really I think what started it was Tim Anderson hit a home run I think in 2019 and flipped his bat and it kind of sparked some controversy and with the other team and it was I forget maybe it was the Tigers and they had an old school manager and saying that's not appropriate what Tim Anderson did but right. Tim Anderson of course saying no this is this is how we play this is how we play and it kind of sparked this whole change the game movement and now they do commercials for change the game and if you do the hashtag change the game the white Sox logo will appear on Twitter so it became a huge marketing move they 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 started so, yeah, interesting that you say that back in the 1990s, they had campaigns going like that because, you know, social media is not as big as it was today. And especially, I would never imagine a campaign with, uh, you know, as I know him, the big hurt being right. referred to as the kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never would think of that. but Exactly. Um, to segue into that, uh, for those of you that don't know what Change the Game is, it's the idea of changing the game and adapting as the sport grows is charming, and the White Sox have used this message in several marketing campaigns. And I guess they used it in the past, too, so yes. it's still going on. And, you know, the White Sox, basically with this campaign, invite, invited their fans to wear all black at the guarantee rate field in support of the team. And as you said, Tim Anderson said, one hit, pitch, 
play any moment can literally change the game. Absolutely, yeah. And he basically went on to say that on the field, as we know, the energy of our fans can be a big game changer. And he was also backed up by his uh, manager now, Tony LaRussa. And interesting how LaRussa came out of retirement for you guys. What do you think about that? Him coming out of retirement after, you know, carrying that, you know, managing that 2011 run from the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, that was an interesting moment for the White Sox and I think an interesting moment for their marketing department because obviously the White Sox general manager, they're not making organizational moves based on a team slogan, right? Right. So the marketing department came up with Change the Game and and that stuck um, with this team. And then you get perhaps the most old school, old fashioned manager you could possibly think of. Right. And exactly. just let's just put it out there. Old. Yeah. I mean, he's 76 years <laughs> yes. old. You got a point. With Tony LaRussa. And so it was really a lot of people in Chicago, and I still listen to Chicago sports radio scratching their heads when they hired Tony LaRussa because it's like, wait a second, you're, you have this whole young mentality, we're going to change the game, and here we're bringing back someone who started his managerial career 40, 50 years ago. Very I mean, long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was interesting, and Tony LaRussa has said some things in the past about like criticizing people who did bat flips and things like that. Right. But when he was hired and in the press conference, his first press conference with Chicago, he had said, well, things have changed in baseball. And so basically he said he was okay with that now. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. This campaign uh, changed the game because, I mean, the White Sox literally changed their whole team. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back to that 2005 run, that is a whole different culture and team. I mean, Ozzie Guillen was the manager, and he was a big controversial manager. Yes. <laughs> Change the game might have been more appropriate then than now with Tony La Russa as manager. Exactly. I mean, I guess uh, La Russa has gone back to a more fundamental way of playing uh, baseball, whereas Guillen was a very outspoken and in-your-face type of uh, manager. Absolutely. And going back to that era of 2005, there was another clever marketing campaign I want to bring up. So uh, there was a game with the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs, the annual interleague Windy City Classic. And A.J. Pierzynski was on third base and a ball was hit to left field and he was going to tag up, score on a sacrifice fly. And he runs, and at that time, you could still charge into the catcher. I don't think you can do that anymore. Yeah, that rule was changed because uh, to protect catchers, and uh, I think the one that got hurt was Buster Posey. That's right, with the the Giants. Well, that rule wasn't in place, so A.J. Pierzynski, who's a catcher himself, of course, runs home and just barrels into Michael Barrett for the Cubs, the Cubs catcher, who, of course, drops the ball, and then A.J. Pierzynski slams his hand down on home plate, and then Michael Barrett just sees that, gets furious, and just cold cocks, punches AJ right in the face. And then the bench is clear, and there's a huge brawl and everything. Well, then what the White Sox marketing department did is for the All-Star game that year, there was uh, the, and I still have this, where right. you can vote, the fans can vote for the last player on the All-Star team, the 30th player, is it, or 30, I forget what it is, but... It's basically like the to get they they had the last four and it's to get that last roster spot on the All Star game. Right. 
So AJ Perzinski was was one of the finalists for that, one of the four people featured. And so the marketing department of the White Sox developed this whole punch AJ campaign. And you said, <laughs> I think you, I remember you saying that they even made t-shirts for the whole yes. campaign. Yes. Like uh, for, for several White Sox games, when you would go to the game, you, they were handing out punch AJ t-shirts. <laughs> and again, this is 05. So we're right at the fringe of social media, but still, you know, social media hasn't taken off. They were just, this was going viral before things went viral. And it was just punch AJ, punch AJ. And, and he was totally on board with it. And he actually did win that fan vote to be on the all-star team. I guess uh, the White Sox are really good at uh, marketing their teams, you know, to get their last spot roster on the all-star game. Because as I saw going into this new um, marketing campaign, and it was called the Target Sale Campaign. Yes. And it was also to get a starting pitcher, Chris Sale, that last roster spot of the 2014 and will be all-star game. Um, and he, he deserved it. He, he His slider was nasty. I remember his slider was so nasty during that time. And it was just like I thought of a time where I was like, how is this guy not, you know, like top three in the rotation already? To him have to get a last roster spot was insane. And he actually got about 6.7 uh, million votes in the last, you know, you know, the last four uh, to guys to get into the roster spot, to go to the All-Star game. And w- it was an amazing campaign because the campaign actually started uh, approximately uh, July 10th of 2014. And, and it was announced that the voting online can be text message enabled or Twitter enabled. You know, this is a time where uh, Twitter became a big thing and they counted Twitter votes. So if you, even if you did hashtag sale, vote sale, they counted those votes, which was very mm-hmm. interesting that – a social media platform that they counted votes like that, and it wasn't just through a you know a ballot or or a voting poll online. Right, and that's again just some more genius of the White Sox marketing department. I totally remember that moment, and the White Sox have always been one of those teams where they don't get a lot of national recognition. You know, they're kind of the second team in the second city because everyone is like, oh, the Cubs. Yeah, everybody <laughs> looks at the illustrious history of the Cubs Ugh. and that curse and yeah. everything. But, I mean, the White Sox have had some hard times too. And, yeah, you yeah. know, they're kind of looked at, I've heard a lot of their sayings saying that we're just the other Sox color of the major league. Right, <laughs> right, team. exactly. They're not even the, yeah, they're not even the, primary pair of socks when you think of, of SOX teams in baseball. So they've always had this kind of uh, like mentality of we're second best. We're always second best. So the marketing department has always done a genius job of, of marketing the team and, and getting these movements like the target sale. I remember hashtag target sale. I mean, it made perfect sense because, you know, his name's Chris Sale, and so we're having a target sale, and yeah, exactly. he won. Yeah, he got the votes. And I, th- I think it also goes to show that these campaigns, they fl- the way they flow so naturally, naturally is because also the players endorse them without even trying to endorse them. You know, like not like forcing a big campaign onto people. It kind of just happens naturally, and that's mm-hmm. what is so good about marketing is when you're able to do it natural, and it just flows right into a nice conversation with fans and the players. Well, and again, that's one of the things the White Sox have just been so great at is because the White Sox are kind of, again, that second team in the second city, they have really embraced their fans and they do what it's called, what you call Sox pride uh, or Southside pride is another thing. 
And they would do commercials every year um, before the season, kind of like pump up videos, but they would right. just, they would be advertising, you know, ticket sales and stuff, but they would feature people like Chance the Rapper, who's a Southside Chicago I did not native. know that. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. And he's a huge White Sox fan. Um, and so Chance the Rapper was featured in their commercials a couple of years ago. Wow. Um, and they would always get these Southsiders, you know, that you'd be very prideful of if you're from the South side like me. And I, I have my shirt that's a South side pride and definitely, you know, it's something that, that it's not just attaching to the white Sox, but it's the white Sox are South side. You know, they kind of define who I am. Although the, the white Sox have this great campaign has changed the game. I just feel like they need something to take them to the next level. Sure. This is a campaign that can go season, uh, season long and extend to the playoffs, but I feel like they need that extra push uh, there's other teams out there that have that different slogan when it comes to the playoffs. And there's been a lot of talk about is change the game, you know, a big impact heading into the, the playoffs. And I feel that this team is they're there. They're almost there to becoming great. Mm-hmm. And they're just facing really tough teams in the first round. I remember when they went when they back to the playoffs in 2020, they got knocked out by the athletics and yeah. they were on a tear. So yeah. they just, they, they face teams that are hot, unfortunately in the first round. And that's why they get knocked out. But I swear when this team finds something like as their campaign says, change the game, that one little play that, you know, baseball is a game of inches. You could see the white, you could potentially see the white Sox in the next two, three years uh, contending for a world series title every year. It wouldn't surprise me. And I think you'll, you'll see a new marketing campaign that comes out of it um, because every year they, well, I wouldn't say every year they change their marketing campaign, but as the kind of the concept of who are the White Sox, as that changes, um, they change their slogan and they change kind of their marketing campaign. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see something new come out in the, probably not this year, but maybe, you know, they want to make that run in the playoffs and and then you might see something new. And I think they, they're kind of still trying to figure out their identity as as far as their team goes. Um, I know back in the day, it was guys like A.J. Perzinski, obviously the punch, and mm-hmm. Paul Canerco was a big uh, you know, headstone for this team. And who do you believe that is for the White Sox today? Definitely Tim Anderson. This team, Tim Anderson is the heart and soul of the White Sox. And if you ask White Sox fans who their favorite player is, you'll get some... Luis Robert, you'll get some Jose Abreu, you'll right. get Lance Lynn. Um, everyone loves a fat pitcher, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it's like, oh wow, he weighs two fifty and he's six two. That's I could do that. Everyone loves big guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even Bartolo Colon. You know, you see right. him. He's he's funny. He's chubby. He's running around, and he doesn't even run really. He yeah, jogs. But but Tim Anderson is someone you know. He grew up in the White Sox organization. I mean, when I say grew up, you know, they drafted him, right? And so he was he was in the White Sox organization, not someone they got through trade. And he was he was one of the early players. Like he was up on the major league squad, like back in 2017, I think 16, 17, when they were absolutely horrible because right, they were in yeah. that rebuilding phase. And I don't know, it's just the way he plays. He was the cover cover the poster boy for uh RBI baseball. I think it was yeah, 21. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's just he's very likable. And he, honestly, one, uh, another factor is he speaks English as his first language. And that's kind okay. of a challenge cuz so many of the White Sox players, so many of their core players for this 
group, uh, whether it's Yoan Mancada or yeah. Luis Robert or Jose Abreu. Um, Cuban players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their native language is not English. So, right. you know, it, it, it makes it a little more difficult to build a campaign around them. I think I like the culture that the White Sox are turning to. You know, it's more of a laid back, uh, let's just get our job done type of thing. And Tony La Russa has brought that maturity to this team because at first – the culture that Tim Anderson brought was like kind of like a swag, young culture, like, oh, we don't care. This is our team, and this is how we do things. But now it's kind of more like this is a, we still have that mentality, but it's more of a laid-back, mature aspect to the team now. Yeah, I think Tony La Russa in his first season has done a great job of allowing the team to be – allowing people to be themselves, but then kind of putting this championship um, – aura on them like you know and this is this is how you 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 know this is how you should you should expect to win basically right is what he was able to bring to the squad well that is all the time we have for the first episode of media hut join me next tuesday at 6 p.m and as a new guest speaker and as we break down another team and their social media hashtag campaign hope you enjoyed the show thank you for joining me joe of course chris this was a blast I've had a blast too, and hopefully I can have you for a future episode. Maybe we could talk about the Bulls or something. Yeah, go White Sox. Yes, sir. Go White Sox. Thank you for listening to another episode of Media Hut. Hope you tune in next Tuesday at 6 p.m. here on Media Hut Simple Sports Campaigns for another rendition of great hashtag campaigns surrounding the world of sports with your host, Christian Castro.